Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as he is each and every week, is my good, good friend who's about to be revealed in Act 3 as an alien, Tim. Hey, it's me, Tim. I'm not suspicious at all. No, not till Act no, 3. Not till Act 3. Or, you know, the end of... The movie. I don't know. What are we talking about? Whatever. We about we about Whatever. Supergirl. I don't know. You sound a lot like uh, you sound a lot like my people. You know the the, the New Yorkers. That's what you uh, I do. Like a, you like talk. A, well, I don't. But but you talking to me? I am talking you, to you. Are you talking to me? You should I, be because this is a podcast, Frank. That's how this, this whole, works. That's exactly works. <laughs> that is how this works. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're here. We're going to talk about Supergirl. Let's dive straight into the male bag, otherwise known as the mailbag, otherwise known as emails, Frank. Mm, okay. Well let's has, let's jump in. It has so many names. Do you have so an email for us, Frank? I have several. Well have I'm several. ready to I'm ready to listen, Frank. Blow me away with your reading voice. All right. Yeah. So our uh, first email comes from Bria. Bria uh, had some thoughts on our new format. Uh, and she says, welcome back. In regards to your new format, I'd like to reserve judgment for a few episodes to get your feet under you. I would suggest that since the showrunners mentioned the theme of the season is hope versus fear, perhaps you could try and include some of that theme weekly. I think that's, I think that's a pretty good suggestion. Thank you, Bria. I, I did like uh, your other side of the train tracks theme as hope and fear really are opposite sides of the tracks. During the train save clip, if you look, you'll see an explosion come from the right side of the train, which seems to cause the tracks to collapse, uh, seems to cause the tracks to collapse. And Supergirl then saves it from the left side. We then learned in the in the episode it was actually uh, Red Daughter Supergirl, which caused the explosion uh, digging in that cave. So you had Supergirl and Red Daughter Supergirl on opposite sides of the tracks. Good stuff, Bria. I, I can't just clap because it'll cause pain to people's ears, but I'm clapping mentally because that is an excellent, <laughs> excellent analysis of this episode. Five stars. You move to the head of the class, Bria. All right. Good job, Bria. Good work. Good work. Well done. You get a you get a bell ring for that. Ah, oh, nice stuff. Um, we've also got one here from Davey. Davey says, hi guys. Uh, uh it's been a long while emailing you again. Cause I wanted to comment on the whole Nia Nal and Nora Nal thing and clarify Frank's comments. Frank talked about Nia Nal being an ancestor of Nora Nal, which has been confirmed by showrunner Jessica Queller and Robert Rovner, but he had some of the specifics of the character wrong because Nia herself doesn't exist anywhere outside of the Supergirl series. So thank you for that clarification. Davey, uh, I appreciate that. My mistake on that. I guess I must have heard uh, what Jessica and Robert uh, had said and, and got it mixed up there. So thank you for, for straightening that out. Always like to have that that stuff straightened out. Um, I have got another one here, and this one comes from... Uh, let's go from this, this one from uh, Beverly. Beverly says... Uh, in reference to your comments about the image inducer that Lena invented, 
Didn't Monel make mention in season three that Elcorp made an antidote for lead poisoning? Why would it be any different for Brainy to bring something from the future and inspire Lena to invent it for the aliens that are in need of this device today? Uh, how many devices or items do you think Lena's company may have produced in the future that Brainy may reveal in future episodes? Uh, do you think that Agent Liberty um, that Mercy and Otis work for will turn on will turn into Doomsday? Is this character supposed to be played by the same actor it is on Smallville? So glad to hear that Sam and Ruby were mentioned in this season premiere and that we know they're all right. Do you think Brainy has seen any of the Star Wars movies yet? Can't wait for the rest of the season. So uh, on the image inducer thing, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense that, uh, you know, Brainy would could bring it from the future and then Lena would sort of invent it in, in today's time. But you seem like you have a different thought on that. I do because Brainy's image inducer short circuits based off of the the Trojan true, true. virus that that is in that is in the episode, which means that he would be using lena's yeah image right. inducer maybe that's just an, a weird oversight or uh, or maybe he's not using the one that he brought anymore he's using lena's i'm not sure there's something there's like little gap there's something missing there i'm not sure what it is so when when in situations like that i tend to go with the simplest explanation and that in that case the simplest explanation would be he's just using one of lena's image inducers and right. that's why it was affected by the emp Right. So to me, that's, you know, sort of you cut the Gordian knot and that's the, the easiest the easiest solution is probably the one that makes the most sense. So to me, that makes the most sense. But, you know, there's lots of theories. Maybe we'll be proven right or wrong another way. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's probably what's what's going on there is it's probably one of the ones from today, just based on based on what we saw in episode two. Last one here comes from Daniel. Daniel says, whatever happened to Morgan Edge and Snapper Carr? It's like they were written off the show for no reason. That's it. Just two sentences. <laughs> That's the entire email. Um, yeah, uh, well, it wasn't for no reason. It was because the actors weren't available and or the writers weren't interested in those stories. anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> those would be the those would be the reasons. Be the I'm reasons. fairly certain that um, what's the man's name who played Morgan Edge? Uh, 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 not Nathan Petrelli. Um, right. His character on Heroes. <laughs> yes, that man. Yes, that is correct. That man, I believe, is on a he. Adrian he was Pazdar. on. Thank you. He was also on Agents of Shield yes, last he was. season. So I feel like he. Well, I mean, he's been on previous seasons also. So I feel like he became unavailable because of that, and then just didn't want to live in uh, Vancouver. Maybe I yeah, don't know. yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, for since they moved to Vancouver, it probably is harder to get talent. Um, staying up there for a while right so to have recurring i mean that's why Callista's not in the show anymore right because right if you're l if you're an la based talent exactly. you don't really want to relocate to vancouver not that's for a long stretch of time so they might get them for a couple episodes here and there but but not much more than that and so it, i think it's probably hard to once you have these and granted uh actually in both of these cases snapper and uh morgan edge they were after we moved to the cw already but um mm-hmm. But still, that's that's just one reason. I, I honestly think that they had, they probably have changed direction, you know. And and Morgan Edge was was one direction. Snapper Carr was meant to fill in for, uh, fill in for the absence of Cat. Um, but we've kind of moved in a different direction now, and we kind of have James filling that void in a lot of ways, and and Lena in other ways. 
So I I would agree with that though. I I think Snapper served his purpose in helping Kara kind of find her footing as a reporter. That's true. But now that she is uh, now that she is solid in the work that she's doing, he's not as necessary as a character yeah. anymore. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But good question, good question, Daniel. Thank you to all of you who wrote into us at SupergirlTVTalk uh, at gmail dot com. Uh, we we truly truly appreciate that, and uh, we love reading your your email. It's it's always a blessing when there's more email than we can read on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of you for for doing that. You all rock, each and every one of you. Uh, the other people who rock are our friends over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio uh, who make this show possible with their uh, financial contributions and uh, they get a little something back in return. We put out a first reactions episode every week for for you listeners uh, over on Patreon. We put out some some special uh uh, exclusives every once in a while as well you get early access to shows like beer with geeks uh you get uh exclusive little snippets of conversation between tim and myself we have some new things coming down the pipeline as well that i'm working on um but uh, we have a lot of fun stuff only for our patreon subscribers we really really appreciate you know even as little as a buck a month really helps um so thank you thank you so much if you want to just go over there and give one dollar if if you enjoy this show give us Give us one dollar and we'll 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 really really appreciate that. So patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. Um and uh and that's how you can do that. All right. Do you wanna wanna have some story time? I'm ready for some story time, Frank. Story Are time. You ready for some story oh, time. I'm ready. I'm oh. ready for story time. All right. Well, Frank, this is Supergirl season four. I can't believe we're season, season four. Season four, man. It's amazing. Season four, episode two, entitled Fallout. Directed by Harry Giargian, written by Maria Margenti and Daniel Beatty, story by Dana Horgan. Dana Horgan, not Dana. What am I saying? There's only one end, Frank. Therefore, it's Dana. That's how the <laughs> that's how the English language works. So, Frank, as you know, it's time for story time. This yeah. is story time. It's story time village over here, and uh, these are the themes that I that I kind of conjured up for those okay. of you uh, just as a reminder, our new format is going to be a couple of different segments and, and as opposed to going through the story kind of beat by beat, we're going to talk broadly within the thematic work of the show. There's, there's a few that kind of kind of interwove themselves together as good themes kind of ought to do. In the email you mentioned that, you know, Ravner had said that the the theme is going to be, you know, hope versus fear. And so we saw that last week we had talked about fear being we talked about fear being a we talked about fear being a theme. What did I actually yes. say? Uh, juggling, handling it all. Ignorance versus optimism mm-hmm. fitting mm-hmm. in and the fear. And then something else family and so there's a lot of that that actually carried over into this episode too so that we have this we have this family dynamic that carried itself over but this time it was on the it we were keeping on the luther side of things yep um was more about the mentors in our family and what that does and i'll talk about that we have this um choosing sides mentality you know like am i on this side of the camp on this side of the camp or am i neutral right uh and we have this civil rights racism overarching theme that extended in from last episode and then and then actually a direct quote 
a direct quote from I think it was James says where 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 we're from versus oh no I think it was Kara where we're from versus what we do yes I think that was Kara I think that was Kara or Supergirl and then this fight or flight response which also kind of turns into this choosing side so there's a bit to play with here Frank so let's kind of play with let's play with the beginning of the episode because I think that it, it expands into the rest so we're, we get a couple of scenes at the White House. They built that over awful set, and dang it, we're going to use it. We're going to make good use of it. And it looks good. I like what they've good. done with the place. It looks yeah. the same. It looks, yeah, it looks just like I remember. Just like just like I remember when just I was like president. I exactly. Oh, yes. Those are the good old days of your presidency, you know? Exactly, yeah. We're a everyone, fair and just I'm, ruler. Everyone remember those 19 flippity flops to 19 flippity flues. Everyone oh, I remember, remember very every, well. I thought so. I thought you would. So, Frank, the president, President Marsden, has decided to just step down as president. No fuss, no muss, no impeachment. Just, hey, I know I tricked you all. I'm pretty relieved I don't have to anymore. And the end. The end. Yeah. I mean, I, there there is something to be said for that. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, sort of. I don't know. Fortitude is not the right the the right word. Integrity, integrity is the word I'm looking for. Like that that like, yep. All right, I'll I'll I won't beat around the bush. Like I'll just I'll get out of your hair. Bye. Like that's there is something to be said for that. I mean, granted, yes, she tricked everybody first, but um, you know, I think that we all sort of give her a pass in a way because she's Wonder Woman, um, <laughs> President. Sure, Wonder Woman. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I you know that that trickery aside, I I respect her sort of like I don't want to put the country through this. I'm just going to step back and and let it you know let let the next next guy take over and that's it. Yeah, I think from from kind of start to finish, she she means no ill will or meant no ill will towards the country. She was literally just trying to fix divided lines. I agree. Right? I agree. She, she as a Durlin herself, as an alien, she was like, I can do something about this, and the country is not going to let me do something about this as I am. So I'm, I am going to trick people for the greater good. Right. And That's it, it. Is yeah. a, it is a tricky. It is a tricky line. I, I think that we're on her side, maybe because it's to use your words, it's Wonder Woman. You know, it's Linda mm-hmm. Carter. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we're we're naturally on her side, I guess that way. But you know, there's a lot of talk about you know the president lied, and if you can't trust the president, who can you trust? Turns sure. towards camera and winks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, there's a there's a lot of that going on. And it's an interesting, I mean, it is an interesting question without us getting political on the show. If you can't trust the person you're supposed to trust the most in political office, then who can you trust? Sure. And then are you going, is the country in Supergirl's universe or 38, are they going to trust the vice president? Because I don't. Isn't that weird? Interesting. Isn't that weird? So in that scene where where she goes to talk to the vice president and he's going to get sworn in and he's like, I wanted to wear red, but they said blue was more presidential. Ha ha ha. I'm so nervous about being president. I'm like, cut the act. Mr. <laughs> vice president. Something is definitely the matter with you. What is your story? I don't trust you. Isn't that strange though? Yeah. That, like I, I trust president Martison who lied, 
I guess we were in on the lie, kind of, because yeah, we, we, we knew. But, but you know, who lied and, you know, is technically not eligible to be president, as she said herself. But this guy who is eligible to be president, as we know so far, I don't trust you. It's an interesting statement, isn't it? It's sort of yeah. an interesting statement on the uh on what their what their whole the whole like ethos of the season is right it's it's just because somebody is like you know the 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 intolerant people in this universe in that universe are uh you know don't trust the aliens just because they're aliens but here we find an alien who is probably more trustworthy i mean in supergirl certainly we have a more trustworthy alien and in president marsden we honestly have a more trustworthy alien yes she lied but she did it for a good reason and and if this was a real life situation i probably wouldn't be so forgiving but uh in a fantasy situation i'm like oh yeah no she she means well like she's she's fighting the system from within or whatever uh but but then when when uh, a new president comes along uh who is human we're both sort of like hmm don't know about him though. Oh, so he you seems... didn't trust you didn't trust him either. Then there was something. There was some, you know I I I like Bruce Boxleitner as an actor, and he always has this very trustworthy um, air about him. So I want to trust him, but I got he didn't seem quite as competent, and that made me wonder if he was you know be like oh I'm just no old man I don't know oh, what's, what's your you know like sort of like oh I couldn't hurt anybody I couldn't hurt a fly if I tried but like maybe he can. Yeah, good psycho reference, Frank. Mm. I couldn't even hurt a fly. Lies. You murdered people. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, but this this theme of, you know, where we come from versus what we do ties very closely into the president because does it matter, or ex-president, because does it matter where she comes from because what she's doing is arguably the best for the nation, maybe the galaxy, so does it matter because we know the future as of right now is a place of peace. Sure. In which aliens and, you know, Terrans or Earthens or whatever, whatever we're supposed to call Earth people. Sure. In the 31st century is a place of peace. And that's probably really started because of the actions of President Marston. Yeah. So I don't know. And do you think going into my fight or flight? theme frank do you this idea of her is it being like well i'm not like i'm gonna step down because that's the right thing to do is that a flight or is it a fight you know is it is she anti-fight or is she fleeing uh i mean it's certainly not a fight because she's not like yeah we're gonna you know even if she was stepping down and she was like but i'm still gonna i'm still gonna fight the good fight by like being an advocate or being a you know a lobbyist or something um but she's not doing that, so I, I guess you'd have to put it as a as a flight. But even that feels like sort of a mischaracterization because she's not doing it in a cowardly way. You know, flight sort of implies cowardice. It does. It's but, true. But I did say anti-fight to be yeah, fair. I also said that it's more of she's doing she's doing what's right for the country and what's going to cost the le- cause the least divisions, the fewest divisions, and the least. Um, you know, disruption to to business as usual, and for the government to be able to govern. So I think that's that's how I read it. So I guess it's more of a flight than a fight. But you know, the truth kind of lies somewhere in between. Yeah. Well, this fight or flight bit also ties a bit into Brainy and Nia, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, Brainy goes to pick up pizza. He's like, people, people need pizza. It's better for everyone. Apples and olives. Let's go. 
And I was like, yes, pizza's always better for everyone. That is yes, the correct I agree. response. That is, that is, Brainy, you understand to Earth correctly. Correct. Good job. Good job on the 21st century. Your training is complete, young Padawan. Indeed. So he goes to pick up these pizzas, and that's when the, the thing short circuits, the image inducer mm. short circuits, and you know Nia, and Nia is there. And Brainy is so taken aback that they start treating him differently because that's not his experience in the 31st century. It's even really not his experience in season three, mm. right? No one, no one at the DEO is like, "Whoa, an alien!" Oh my right. goodness! Right. I mean, granted, it's a DEO, but yes, your point is taken. Yes, right. But so this is really his first experience, mostly, I guess, because the whole re- he does get the image inducer because his blue skin was making people uncomfortable I, in the lights in his head, and I guess it was. But I thought it was more because he was trying to prevent people from feeling that way because even he said you know in the 31st century we don't have this problem and i knew that there was a time in human history where there was a transition between you know a transition into being comfortable with aliens but i didn't expect it to hurt this much so i don't think he's ever experienced discrimination of any kind before i I don't get the feeling that he has i think he's been very sheltered even when he's been in, in the 21st century it's been around people who are used to aliens Yes, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Uh, so I just, I don't, I don't know. Well, anyway, so, um, so they start the people in the pizza shop start to attack him, and he says, "Ah, you know, fighting, the lowest form of communication or whatever." Mm-hmm. This idea that you know, and he so very clearly could defend himself, but he's opting not to. Sure. You know, so maybe it's not actually fight or flight. Maybe it's more like, I don't know, fight or non-peaceful protest, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't doesn't flee, and neither does President Marsden, really. She steps down. Right. So maybe it's more more of the... um, non-peaceful protest method it's more choosing the the path to peace you know choosing the 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 peaceful solution de-escalating right and that doesn't always necessarily have to be with your actions either because neil wants james to kind of fight right she wants him she wants him to step up and editorialize and he's like that's not what we need to do right now. If we do that, they'll call us bias, which then, you know, which then hurts our case later. Right. Where do you stand? Where do you stand on all of that? Because I, I, I actually fell more on James's side. I understood his perspective there. I understood his perspective that, um, you know, it's important to cover the news. We're we're, uh, we're journalists. It's important to cover the news and just be objective and then editorialize later. Like, let, let, as the events are playing out, just just be objective and then editorialize later. I understand that. Um, I think that there is also an argument to be made for, there are certain situations where you don't just stand idly by, even if you are, you know, if you have an editorial arm um, of your organization, that it's important to, there are certain times when, you know, when when really serious horrible things are happening you don't just say like oh well it's not my place to put my voice in it's like no 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 you raise your voice um i think we can all agree there are moments in history where you you know we're we're called as citizens to raise our voice and say no like i won't stand for this or yes i do stand for this um and so nia i think was just trying to convince him that this is one of those moments and it's time to you know we have a platform 
and and you're the editor and you're the CEO and you should really use that platform because this is a really important cause. And she does that by telling her own story uh, of her transition. And and I think it was a really powerful and, and moving case that she made. And obviously James James was moved by it and decided to uh, to act act accordingly. Um, but I, I definitely understand where he was coming from in general. I just I do think there are times when when you know we have to rise above that and say like no no this is there, there's too this is too much whatever whatever it is this is too much and and you know we have an obligation to say something i do not disagree with your point at all and i think that the the episode definitely brings itself to that place yeah i, I just wonder if james's point wasn't taken strongly enough that he's like i will editorialize but we should get more facts out there first mm. before we start throwing opinions out there. Yeah. Uh, well, the interesting thing is they're a magazine and not a newspaper. That's a good point. Actually, that's a great point, which I was not thinking about. Yeah, I, I actually didn't think about it until now, uh, until we're having this conversation. But were it a newspaper, I think I would agree with you more. But it's a magazine, so it it, it lends itself more to opinion writing, long longer uh, longer reads, think pieces. You know, It lends itself to that format more. Um, sure, they're an online publication too, but um, you know, magazines are, are are more, I think, about opinion uh, often than they are about the news itself. So I don't disagree with you. The only thing about that conversation that she that Nia had with James that I didn't care for this, you know, choosing sides, you yeah. know, stand up for is that where she says it's not about balance, it's about justice, and that uh, bothered yes. the crap out of me because okay, I'm like, because justice is balance. That's literally the symbol, right? That's Lady Justice. Sure, Here scale. are my scales; they're the same. It is actually balance. That's justice, and so I know she was taking it in a like she meant it in a different way. Yes. But I, I think she did. It, it did not to me. I it it almost diminished her point at the end because I was like, "But justice is balance." So let me try and explain this, and this is very difficult, I think, for you or I to really articulate. Well, not difficult, but but it, you and I are are um, you know two straight white guys uh, who who have who have. Hold on, hold on. I I know where you're going. For I, us. I know where you're. I know where you're going, and I'll stop know, you there before we dive. Before we dive too deep, I'm not saying it negates her point. Oh, nor no, no, was no, no. It, nor was her story not strong. I'm just saying justice generally. That's not so, what, how you should describe justice. I I agree with you in, to a point, but I think what she was trying to get at, and I think you'll agree with this, that that she she was saying that there are there are times when. Um, you know, when when someone is being treated unfairly or or unjustly, um, that you do sort of as a society, we do sort of tip the scale in their favor to even things out, right? You put you put yes. your thumb on the scale to 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 make sure that it's equal, and I think that's essentially what she was advocating for. I not letting it balance itself out, but but you know, putting okay. a thumb on the scale to make sure that everyone is. If if that's equal treatment under the law, if if that's what she was advocating for, I would agree with you because that's what I am also advocating for. Yeah. That's my point. So for her to say it's not about balance to me, read or listened as that's not what she was saying. Yeah, because because she's to un, she's talking about unbalancing the scales. Yeah, I, but yeah, but that doesn't. That doesn't ring true for me. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that 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 was for me. That was my read on it. 
Yeah, I I hope that was actually you... supposed to be the read on it. Because if yeah. I if I okay. read that wrong, great. As long as it was just me, don't care, and we can move on. I'm sure we're going to get thoughts from listeners on that, and honestly, I welcome it. So you know, supergirltvtalk at gmail dot com. Um, would love to hear. Would love to hear your thoughts on the meaning of that phrase. Yeah, it, it was in. I mean, everything on this show is very deliberate. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not like it was sure. like for sure. It's it's not like that wasn't talked about ahead of time. You know yeah. what I mean? I would yep. be very surprised if they were like, "That sounds fine. Let's move on." Yeah, so, right. So, I'm curious where that where that all comes from. Moving out of all of this for a second, I want to talk about this idea of mentorship and fam- and family and all these different kind of pockets of family that we've seen because we see James is almost like the the dad the boss dad of the um of Catco this time around you know he's stepping up and being like hey we don't do that here right you know we're not mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you think it's a joke or not, which I don't like that girl. Whatever her name is, she was in the first episode. Oh, yeah. And she, like, walked all over Nia's, like, what would have been an awesome story. And then, and now this, like, she's no good. Get it. <laughs> Get her out of here. Don't like her at all. But even Nia, just to, to play devil's advocate for a second, even Nia respected her and said, no, she had a better take on the story than I did. So that's why I didn't speak up. Hmm. Arguably, yes. N- Nia at least respects her as a colleague, is all I'm saying. That's good. Well, she's not my colleague, so okay. I don't have well, to do that. You don't have to. <laughs> but I don't respect her now after her Sure. After her tried to be Jim from the office prank and it backfired. Right, right. You know, yeah, totally. whatever. So we so we see James kind of do that. We see um Carr's not around to be Nia's mentor in this episode, so James yeah. kind of takes that role she is very is very good at being like season one Kara I think yeah yeah she is and she really like she clearly really inspired James right because he that that's the moment that he sort of decided to act and decided to uh to speak up right Um, it is almost that cat Kara relationship it is right because Kara inspired uh, car inspired cat without cat really ever saying that or welcoming yeah, that uh, right she would never admit it right but she totally inspired her to do the right thing many times and obviously cat was a mentor to Kara as well yeah so i like the that that was i i like that dynamic that it's not just it's not just going to be Kara and nia that is also like she's going to feel more included with the rest of the group because even her interaction with brainy and he's like you you seem familiar. Have we met? And like, can I, you know, yeah. this idea, because, you know, this Legion of the third, you know, Legion of Superheroes connection that she has that w- I assume will be explored. I would, I would imagine sooner rather than later. I would think. Yeah. I, I think that we probably got a tease there with her le- le- telling Brainy her name. Right. So that's all very cool. But anyway, so there's that side of things. And then there is, you know, there's Alex kind of looking after Brainy, right? They've crossed this little, this border from last week, you know, this boundary that Alex has to get over Brainy not being win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now she's actually there as a mentor to care for him. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Just yeah. checking in. Need to make sure. Heard what happened. Slash Jean coming in being like, hey, 
are you okay? Right, Checking right. in. And everyone's just checking in on one another. That's why nothing gets done. Everyone's just checking in. So that, um, there's a theme, checking in. Checking in. Dunstan checks out. <laughs> I thought it was a little odd that uh, Jean came in to check on her sort of unannounced and un... un uh, well, know, he needed something. You know what I mean? I, it, yeah, was like I a, so. it was like a double... It was a double thing. It was. I'm glad Alec called it out because it was very odd to see him wearing a visitor's badge. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Do, yeah, I, 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 I suspect that she before the season is out, maybe before you know, for next couple weeks are out, she will ask him to come back and ask for his advice on something. I, I think she. It's like a like a baby bird flying on her own. Like, no, 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 I can do this. I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't need to come crawling for advice just yet. But he's but he's not pushing himself on her really, which is nice. I like this very mellow Jean that we have. I know it's it's different for him. It is different for him. I I mean, as a character and in the character, I would say it's di- it's di- on, different on both levels, and I like it. I am. I'm curious how long it can be sustained. I I would argue it's it's a little out of character for the Jean we've known for three years now. But it actually might be more in character with Martian Manhunter as we know him from the comics. I agree with that. Maybe that's why I like it because it feels more like what Jean would do. Jean is not the first one to go out there punching people in the comic books. He's more of the, all right, well, let's think about this and like what's the peaceful solution and need we get involved and And things like that. Maybe his experience reconnecting with his father and then absorbing some of his father's memories maybe that's what made him uh, change this way that's right that's possible i mean his dad basically told him to change he's like this is be better before yeah, right, i die be better. You know, be don't better. suck so much yeah <laughs> dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wanted my last words alive to be look under the stairs or dig in the field or something like that <laughs> but i but i think i <laughs> But I think I actually want to switch it to don't suck so much. That's pretty great. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's pretty great. You can put that right on my epitaph. Put it on your tombstone. All right. What's next? What's next here? <laughs> so let's talk about Mercy and Lena because we, we get some Mercy backstory. She didn't just, you know, work for Lex and all this stuff that there was a hint of a, you know, maybe a relationship, if you know what I mean. I think you I know, do. Which is always right, you know. They love to go to museums together. Uh, the that's always kind of been that was always hinted at, I guess, in its own weird way mm. in the animated series. As much as you could in a kids show, there was like this like tension between them. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, you yeah. Know, something like that, and then that kind of made its way further into the comics and whatever else. And so I like that this the show included that in here. Where it's like, yeah, they they got along, you know. They they got along, yeah. A, as you do. Uh, but I really like that Lena had her as some kind of mentor. Because you don't... Because re- th- she was almost the missing piece between the Lena of, like, ignored by Lillian Lena and the cool, awesome Lena that is in front of us today. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, like, wh- who helps her get there because it wasn't Lillian it, to a great extent. Right. So I like that Mercy is, like, has 
in story filled that role. Yeah, that's true. Thoughts. I hadn't really thought about it that way. I like that uh, a lot, actually. That's a really cool observation that, yeah, she is sort of the, the missing link. She bridges the gap there between, you know, who 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 helped Lena become the woman she is today, who we know. Right. Well, I I mean, they they so much as say that, you know, to one another, you know, you know, Mercy says, oh, you know, you're you know, you think you're the best or you are the best. And Lena's like, I know I'm the best. Like, shut up. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm the best, you know, and Lex used to Lex used to put her down like, oh, you should make them in pink and stuff like that. Like, right. Elcor is about helping people, clearing the Luther name. Right. All of this stuff. And she really believes it. Like, you know, like I have no ulterior motives here, except she does think of talking about going back to balance earlier. She thinks that there should be. Why can't be pe- why can't people be as powerful as aliens? This is yes. It was it was dropped like it was nothing, and and Car is like, oh hey, let's pick up that thread later in the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think that about about the idea of why can't people be as powerful as aliens? Sure. I think that is probably going to be one of the big defining things of this season. Uh, one of the big questions. About this season, I think we're probably going to be touching on, you know, what is humanity? Um, and, and or, or not even what is humanity, what is, what does it mean to be a person? And, you know, d- does being a person mean being human? Or does being a person mean, you know, being a sentient, you know, being with feelings and emotions and, and who deserves rights and to be, just be treated like anybody else, that sort of stuff. And part of that, I think could be you know powers don't enter into it you don't need powers to be extraordinary you don't need powers to be special you don't need powers to be a person uh you don't need powers to be a hero i think all those things will probably could probably uh shake out there uh and so i think that her asking that question of why can't people have powers too could be sort of a pandora's box situation that could ultimately again i am always going down this you hate when i do this but could be the thing that is lena's undoing no, um, she's cool. She's not the undoing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. She's not evil, Frank. She's, not yet. She's going to be misguided. That's for sure. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I I go back and forth because even Supergirl showing up at the end and Lena's like, I'm not going to even ask how you got past the lockdown. Kara. Um, I know, have, well, I have thoughts on what she what was going on in that conversation. <laughs> Right. Well, but Lena does say thank you. She even like she very clearly begrudgingly kind of gives herself over to that graciousness, I guess. And I would say means it. So I honestly do not know if I honestly do not know if this is the path for Lena or not. But just because she disagrees with Supergirl, does that make her evil? If you disagree with the protagonist uh, no. of your show, no. does that make you an antagonist? No, but uh, no, I don't think it does. Not not offhand, but uh, if it leads her to do things, to experiment on people, or to you know do things like that, like like Lex has been known to do, then then yes, it would make her evil. I'm not saying she will, but if those things were to happen, then you'd have to agree that would that would make her pretty evil. All right, I w- I'll agree with that. I'll give you that. So if it leads her down this path of sort of typical Luther madness, then that's that's probably bad. Okay. Now, let's talk about 
the uh, clan meeting at the end with yeah, Agent Liberty. Really. That was scary. That yeah. was that was scary and reminiscent of events that actually happen in our actual society today. Yeah. Say um, more things, Frank. Say more things. I don't think I want to, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it was reminiscent of real life events uh, in 2018. Well, so. I think that it's interesting that it's a, they, I have these two merged together for a reason because Lena is talking about, you know, making people as powerful as aliens almost offhandedly. Sure. And then in that meeting, Agent Liberty is like, how many of you lost your homes because you weren't strong enough? Yeah. Or like you didn't get that job because you, you know, you didn't have super strength or you couldn't shoot lasers out of your eyes, or, you know, and all that stuff. So does that equal the playing field this idea of balance is it balancing the scales if you give people powers or if you remove the powers of aliens you know that almost feels like the lex way to go about things yeah right, right. it does take it away does the, like the take away way. their powers and they'll be they'll be just people but if you give everyone powers it feels like a gift you're giving them something sure that's also literally what the villain in the incredibles wanted to do give everyone power. everybody's super no one will be that is correct what's the name of that villain syndrome syndrome yes jason lee good movie great movie best Bad fantastic hair. four movie we ever had that's right and ever will have probably <laughs> oh i hope not i know me too i love the fantastic four just hope uh, just hope now with the disney disney fox stuff this is very true you're so right frank so anyway I just I would really like to point out that Sam Witwer is a really good actor. He is a treasure because the 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 Agent Liberty mask is a non-emotive mask, right? That's it's right. it's a V for Vendetta, it's a Darth Vader, it's a give me another example, a Spider-Man even, you know, without sure. without eyes doing its thing, you have to act without your face. And that is an extraordinarily difficult task without going over the top and without and also feeling like a human being and, yeah and like it's it's such a hard thing to do and i was i was captivated by the way he decided to perform the character in the two scenes that he was in right because even when he's like sitting watching tv he's not like being evil in a big chair he's like kind of lounging yeah and i i liked that he's just almost it almost feels <laughs> like i don't know like working 9 to 5 drinking my beer put, <laughs> putting on putting on my putting on my bronze mask when i get just home putting- just another day at the office, you know, just just railing against the aliens and talking about freedom. Kind of. That's kind of the vibe <laughs> that he's given off. That's so funny. And like, this is just another day at the office for him. He's just like, oh, yeah. let me. Uh. Kind of. It's like slightly politician, but also blue collar at the same time. Like, I can't yeah. exactly play, but I really like it. It's an interesting. It, it just. Maybe because it feels so different than other Supergirl villains that we're that we've watched in the first three seasons, that this feels it feels new and fresh, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm interested f- from that way. Do you think the show reflecting the modern world like hurts its enjoyment? For... Like you like you like you can't escape 
you like you can't escape and have a fun good time because it's too reflective of the world sometimes i'll be honest sometimes i do enjoy my superheroes for for a healthy amount of escapism um and i do mean i put emphasis on healthy like i think that a little bit of escapism can be healthy um but i agree uh, with you yeah uh to a point to a point um but so so yeah at times it's it it i guess it doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't like harsh my mellow though, you know, like like other like other shows and other movies sometimes do. Um, it doesn't bum me out so much as it it makes me think. The way this show does it, it makes me think. I it agree. Makes me like like make I make I draw a lot of comparisons. They're they're not. I always say this. They're not super subtle, and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. They're just not super subtle about the references they're making. They're pretty clear about like, hey, this is supposed to be like aliens are supposed to be immigrants. Okay, go. You know, like that's basically like what they're what they're. Uh, they're saying it's like the whole immigration debate is is the alien debate. Proceed, um, and they're very clear about that. But uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's like you know poisoning the well with real life politics or anything like that. To me, it, it in moments it does, but really by and large, I like the way it makes me think. I typically I would typically agree with you. I think one of the things about say like season one that I didn't love as much is that it felt too. It felt too escapism. Yeah. Like, this isn't how maybe the world works at all. And that was, you know, and so yeah. I like my, I like my shows to allow me to escape a little bit, but also allow me to draw parallels so I can think about things. And so, but I like what you said. It doesn't harsh my mellow, which is, which I think is important because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, maybe not in this episode particularly, but like you're, most episodes you're really watching Supergirl like really save the day, you know. Right. And I I would say that she certainly was an inspiration in in this episode. Her speech at the end was terrific. Yes, as as she always is. But we I haven't seen her give a televised speech in a while. You know, no, like we have one. Really, has it been that long? Wasn't it the end of season one when all the Kryptonians invaded, where she gave the big speech and 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 turned everything around? Wasn't it the end of season one? Uh, yes. Yes. I think it was. I honestly... I think it was. I honestly don't want to remember, Frank. Okay. I'm not right. sure. I'm not positive. That's a good question. There's so much television, I can't go back and rewatch, Frank. It just takes too much time. I hear you. I just can't do it. So, so all of that, be, all of that being, all of that being said, do you think I... Oh, I did want to talk about it's a new intro, Frank. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? It's it's kind of a calmer intro. Yeah. Last it is. last season was like a bam, here I am and I'm Supergirl and I'm a refugee and I'm a you know what I mean? It was in your face isn't the right isn't the right phrase, but she was a little aggressive, I guess, in her introduction. And this this one is a little the message is the same. But the yeah. t- but the tone is totally different. I hear what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's because the tone of the season is a little, oh, oh, you know, it's it's less. We're not so far. We're not really fighting a villain who needs to be punched. 
so much as we are fighting a an ideology that need you know that obviously there is punching. But I, but I was actually going to say, arguably, Agent Liberty needs to be punched, but more like in the way that he needs to be slapped. So Rain is a violent was a violent villain who threatened every life in the city, and and Supergirl had to physically stop Rain. Right? She was a literal world killer. Like that's what she was there to do was to right. kill the world. Agent Liberty doesn't want to kill the world. He probably wants to kill a lot of aliens and needs to be punched and stopped for that reason. But he does not pose an imminent threat to every living thing on the planet or in the city the way that rain did. So the whole tone is the stakes are, are less physically high. If that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I think I'm getting my point. across. That's true. She's also in a different headspace at the beginning of this season than mm-hmm. she was at the end of last season. Right. You know, she was sad about Monel and, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. So she, she's just moving on in a different place. Mm-hmm. All that to say, the enemy we're fighting this season is more it's more about ideas and and changing hearts and changing minds than it is about punching. Right. It's m- so. more V for Vendetta, less Armageddon. It's not enough to bash in heads, you've got to bash in minds. Oh, so good, Frank. Thank you. On yeah. that Dr. Horrible quote, we're going to move on to that was a good bit. That all was of, a good bit. That was a good bit. We're going to talk about all the things that uh we haven't talked about in the thematic work of the thematic work of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, first good bit, Frank, the first good bit, Alex beating up on Otis at the beginning of the episode. Oh, man. Terrific. I love when Fantastic. Alex beats up people. It's the yes. best. It's, I would watch an entire show where Alex just beats up people. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Here we are. We're like, it's about hope and, you know, the path yeah, of peace yeah, and yeah. all about is but, but when Alex beats up that dude, it's awesome. Pretty cool. It's pretty great. I love when Alex beats up person. Uh, next thing, when Eve knows what the heck she's doing, that was great. Where was that all this time? That was great. Well, I mean, you know, she does have, you know, this nice big fancy science degree. Don't forget. Right. You know that's why she's working for Lena. Uh, that's why she's working for Lena now, and that's she's true. not at Catco anymore. That's true. So, you know, it's not that she's never been. Uh, she's always been capable, but the show is allowing her to, you know, show that she's capable, which is mm-hmm. great. I loved that. I liked. I liked Kara doing her like gotta protect my identity, but use my powers safely thing. I so that's always fun, right? That's it always, is a always fun. fun. I love when she caught the bullets and ricocheted them back. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Now I got the sense from that whole interaction and everything. I got the sense that Lena knew. I Definitely. got the sense that Lena I agree. Knew. I agree because she was playing like it was so obvious, and Lena was like just going along with the you know she was That's going it. along she with it she was humoring her she was humoring her she was like oh i would ask how you got here so fast but and then but like and then car interrupted her with like oh yeah with the because of the super speed and the reasons and the i'm supergirl like she was like right right yeah because we'll you're that. because you're supergirl that we'll is go correct with that. sure I know that's definitely going to blow up somewhere, but also is Lena faking her friendship with Kara or is she actually just waiting for Kara to be like, I'm Supergirl only to be like, I know, let's move on. I, I do think actually that will happen. I think that's more likely to happen. I don't think she's mad at her now, but I think it will cause tension later. Maybe, maybe I don't disagree with that. I loved Lena versus Mercy with bits of the Lexo suit. 
Yeah. Oh my god, how cool was that? That was great. You know, the the energy shield and the plat also there was a real like heft to the gauntlets they were wearing. Did you like Visible. when they were very physical when they were swinging their arms, there was real weight to what they were yeah. throwing around. Yeah. It was good choreography. It but, was yes, it was they were visibly heavy. There was a good physicality to those pieces. Um, there was, it was really funny just speaking of good bits. It was really funny when, um, there was one shot and I'll, I'll see if I can find the gif and I'll, uh, probably post it on Twitter. Um, there was a really funny shot where you could see Kara standing behind Lena as she's firing the gauntlet. And every time Lena fires Kara like flinches cause she's like uncomfortable with not being in control and someone else being like the power, the person with powers in the room. <laughs> That's just great. Like, uh, uh, like, oh God, just don't point the thing at me. Like it's just so so funny. I am gonna have to go back and look for that. Yeah, it's, please please worth, find that gif. Please, I will I'll find do. it, yeah. So I did you notice in that room where the table was all spread out with the, the with that suit of armor that there are other suits of armor in the corners? Um they're yes. in they're in shadow. Yes. There is yes. yeah, and some look complete, some don't, we're not really sure, but there could be something there could be something there, Frank, that I don't want to talk about here. Perhaps. I know what you're talking about. I'm I know what you're talking about, and uh we'll talk about it in the uh spoiler time section at the end. That sounds good. I I liked Mercy manipulating Agent Jensen. I thought Oh yeah. I liked this like it was it's all a plan. Come to me, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, Mercy Graves. You know <laughs> what? You know, I like. I. I I always like seeing that like person behind bars or whatever or something like that turn to my side. I'm so smart. I will convince you. Right. I, I like that. I don't love that people at the DEO were like aliens among us. I'm like, what do you, what agency do you work for? Guys, this is literally your job. I know. That's the only part. I was like, if any, if any government organization is not going to have a problem with this, it would be the DEO. I mean, really? That's that, that didn't ring true for me, but the rest of it I liked. And I liked the um, callback to the Daxamite bomb and using it on car. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, all good stuff. Any other bits that uh, any other good bits? I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Nia's Nia's coming out to James was a I thought a really powerful um, scene. Uh, I thought I thought that her using that choosing to tell her story in that moment um, to to illustrate such an important point and something that was so important to her. Um, I thought that was really meaningful and really impactful, and and uh, we knew we knew um, that she is trans. We knew that that, that this is going to be a, a big part of her her story for the season. We knew that when she was when she came in, but it was I thought a really really well done reveal. I agree um, for anyone who I, didn't I, know. I agree. Acted well on both sides too. Yeah. I think James' reaction is very good. You know, he's not like, yeah. oh, what the hell? HR didn't tell me about that or anything <laughs> like that, right? Because it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, it doesn't it matter, just, right. right? And right. that was kind I, I, of his reaction. Like, this matters that you're telling me, right? But it, it like, 
it doesn't it does not change who you are or who I see you as or it's really well that bit is really well done. I did not mention it in the good bit thing because we kind of talked about it in one of the themes already. Yeah, I guess so. I just wanted to specifically worth, call that out. Worth calling it out. I was really surprised that they start talking about it in episode two. Me too. I, I thought you know I I thought if it wasn't in episode one that there might be a little bit of a longer tale to that, but. But yet, it felt like they chose the right moment to deploy it. Agreed. To Comple- inspire James. Complete, completely agree. Uh, any other good bits, Frank? So many good bits. So, so many good bits. But um, I think I think we'll probably leave it at that for now. Anything uh, with Wynn. Okay. Oh, her and Wynn and their little interaction was also, was also good. Wynn? Nia. And, I'm sorry. Nia and... <laughs> Brainy. Ah. Brainy being win. Didn't you uh, just no. watch last week's episode, Frank? He's not win. That was a whole was. thing. It was a and whole it, thing. Brainy and Nia is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. There's the whole thing. Sweaters, all of it. It's the no. whole thing. Anyway, let's move on to Professor Comics Corner. Okay. There was only really one thing in here that I thought could have been a nice nod to. That could have been a nice nod to something comic related in which Supergirl takes the American flag and holds it, you know, in front of the white house or near the white house, which I thought could have been a homage to Superman to the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 To which he puts the flag back up at the white house and he's like, everything okay here, Mr. President. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, it's a reference to that. It's sort of a broader reference to like anytime Superman is with a flag. I feel like you know, there's there's it's a reference to lots of lots of things. It was just like a beautiful Americana moment, and I love that gif. Uh, as I was live tweeting the episode, I was like, "I oh, man, I need a gif of this before for the episode's over." And lo and behold, before the episode was over, I had it. Um, thank you. People Internet. are great. People are the best. People are fantastic. Our our listeners are the best. Indeed. So, so yeah. Um, that that was really, really that was really really cool. I, I geeked out over that. I mean, just having the Lexo suit, the pieces of the Lexo suit too, is a pretty big one. I agree. That was a that was a great one. Um, the suspected, I mean, um, physical relationship between Mercy and Lex is yep. a nice little comic thing. So, not tons and tons of comic stuff in in this one particularly, no. but. But uh, there was enough seeds there. And I mean, some stuff we've seen before, like we've seen the Lexo suit before and things like that. So, But it's always fun when that stuff shows up again. Always. Always, always fun. Isn't it funny that, like, ha- like yes, I'm watching the show about Supergirl, and yes, she's a comic book character, and yes, these are all comic book characters. But, like, something like that, like, a, like, a, like an armored suit is like, yay, comic books. I know, right? Yeah. I'm- I know. It really, it's true, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. So, Frank, thus ends all the normal portioned segments of the show. But we're going to move. So we want to move on to the trailer section and some spoilers for maybe some upcoming things. But before we do that, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, the normal portion is over. Now we're going to get weird. Uh, And before we do, uh, we're uh, available online at SupergirlTVTalk.com, at TV Supergirl on Twitter, uh, at SupergirlTVTalk on Instagram. Uh, You can support us uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. It takes us a buck a month. 
little more, a little less, whatever works for you. But we love your support. Thank you so much. Um, email us at uh, uh, mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Uh, that is the best way to get in touch with us, get your thoughts read on the show. Find us on anywhere that podcasts are found, whether that's Google Play or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or Overcast. Really, any Literally anywhere you can find podcasts, you'll find the show. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to find the show and leave reviews and ratings. Uh, we really, really love getting ratings. It really helps visibility of the show, helps get the word out there, helps other people discover it. So, um, yeah, please leave ratings and reviews uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Stop right now. Stop reading right now and say something like, Tim is an alien, but he's still sexy. Hmm. And then we'll know that you were listening to this episode when you left us a review. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Don't t- don't don't want to get to your big alien head, Frank. You know, I'm I'm really self conscious that my head is smaller than normal side. So <laughs> thank you for calling it big. <laughs> You're a true friend. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my head is a normal size. Anyway, trailer. <laughs> That's so, what a normal sized head person says. My head is a normal, normal size. size. <laughs> okay, there. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the trailer because All right. Frank. Supergirl has some kryptonite flowing through her, and she's like, oh, no, I'm falling, but she'll be fine because Supergirl, you know, not totally concerned. <laughs> oh, no, I'm falling. <laughs> I'm not totally concerned, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you not concerned that Supergirl might not make it? <laughs> no, I'm not concerned, Frank. What? Re- I'm really not. I'm so, But anyway, that's not the point because it seems that we're at, it's going to, you know how sometimes trailers will be like, oh, no, she's she's injured. She's in the bed. Like, the, the whole episode is going to be that. And then you, know, yeah, then you sure. watch the episode, and it's like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the yeah. rest right. of the episode is something completely different. I Correct. feel like that's what this is going to be. I got to agree with you. I think we're going to get some Agent Liberty origin story. It's. I think it's a bit of a misdirect. Yeah. Yep. I think that that's what we're going with, which I am fine with. I'm fine with the misdirect, and I yep. am... Well, the episode title is Man of Steel. Right. So, and I don't think it's about Superman. Nope, don't think so either. I think, think it's about a different man with m- metallic things. Uh, it's a metaphor. It's a metal four. It's a metal four. High five. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, but even in the trailer, some Martian Manhunter action, Frank. Did you yeah, catch that? Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's probably going to be that only bit right there, but I don't care because Martian I'm Manhunter. I'm fine with that. I can I I can live with that. That's fine. It looks pretty cool. Anytime he comes out, man. Anytime he comes out, I'm 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 ready to play. So, I'm definitely good with that. Yeah, I I um I think I think it's I think you're right. I think it's going to be mostly mostly about Agent Liberty, um, and who he is and what he's all about. Because that that last scene uh of the episode where he's doing that like rally that like pep rally, um. That feels like there's more to uncover there. Clearly, so I think we'll be I think we'll be taking a little little trip down uh, down that um, and looking at some of the photos for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look like some of the photos are so. Like for example, Alex uh, Alex's haircut is what it was in previous seasons. So I think we have some flashbacks. Agreed. Um, we're going to see what looks like what I think are probably pictures of, um, 
Agent Liberty before he was Agent Liberty. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna gonna see a little bit of a flashback to how he got to being Agent Liberty, and you know how that intersects with all of our favorite characters' lives um, over the last couple of years or whatever the events that led him to be who he is today. I am excited. Now, Frank, something else I'm also excited about, that room with what appeared to be the other armors, you know, in there. Yes. Yes. yes so yes. one of those, one of the images released is, you know, like spacesuit Supergirl, right? And we're right. all like, oh, no, that must be Red Daughter, you know, or something like we had no idea. I think it's Lena. Mm, you think it's Lena? I think it's Lena. I, I, there was a part of me that thought maybe that it was Mercy. Like, uh-huh. you know, that like perhaps, you know, like she steals the suit, she goes back, she steals the suit, something like that. But with Merce, but with Lena talking about making people as strong as aliens or as powerful as aliens, maybe she herself goes out there in that suit. Okay. That's a that's a valid point. I didn't think of it through that lens, but once you put it that way, it's actually kinda hard to argue with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or or she and Mercy somehow end up in cahoots or you know some reconciliation or something along those lines happen well, or, Mer- or mercy steals the suit or mercy steals the suit. or so there's like those three options right mercy steals it uh she ends up working for lena again you know in some capacity and she has the suit or it's lena herself yep those are my those are my three options those are interesting interesting i like those i guess theories. yeah i i think i'd like it the most if lena was in there just mm-hmm. because she's very she's very capable and yep. it would be like a Luther or even just Lena to test the thing on herself just to make sure it works. Yeah. You know, like a Norman Osborne. Right, exactly. Exactly. Give her out of the science award. So <laughs> Yes. So I don't know. Those those are that those are my thoughts on on that particular thing. And then lastly, Frank, in December we have the crossover coming. And oh, man, there, there is, is so much good stuff coming out of the crossover. I know. It it's just like I can't I can't, Frank. It's like every day is a gift. Every day there's something new. I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to whoever in Vancouver is snapping pictures of of the filming locations for the crossover, whether you're doing it from an office building or from a drone or whatever you're doing, you're doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. Oh, aren't thank you, they, thank though? You, thank you. Aren't they, though? So if people don't want to hear anything about the crossover, they can turn away now. You might want to tune out now, yeah. Well, I think, it, can we agree we'll only talk about the crossover to the end here? Yeah, let's say so that's not fine. not going to miss anything? Yep. So only crossover yep. from here on out. Crossover number one. Lois Lane is wearing purple, and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to Lois Lane in the history of Lois Lane on the on the screen. It's so great. It's so great. Not just because she's wearing purple, because she seems like she is such a good Lois. Also, she seems like she's such a good Lois. I'm so excited. Also, not only that, the actress requested she wear purple. Like she, she, she knows. She knows. She's like consciously aware that Lois wears purple. That's a thing. And so I just, I can't. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I can't even. That John Wesley, John Wesley ship of the Flash fame. Back in his 90s, I can't even, Frank, 90s flash 90s suit, suit uh. teaming up, alternate Earths, Elseworlds is definitely meaning like different different Earths, so it's multiple Earths, the monitor's there, he looks exactly like a monitor, Frank. It's all too good, man. I mean, and we've got uh, Barry and... Oliver switching switching costumes 
like there is there is so much happening. We have a picture of Superman catching Lois Lane. Like this. I have everything. Mm-hmm. Superman in a black suit black reading su- uh, reading that book that has symbols in it from last season of uh, the Flash. Like, of the Flash, like so much action is happening. There was even a um uh, uh, there was a Barry back in his Flash suit standing with Supergirl with Brainy off to the side with Superman and Lois also being there. So, like, at one point, we're literally going to have, in one scene, Superman, Supergirl, Lois Lane, The Flash, and Brainiac 5 all in one scene. And those are the only ones that I happen to see in the photos. We haven't seen Batwoman on a set photo yet. You know, right? We saw that's the right. we saw the official release photo, but we that's have right. not seen her since. I did see some photos that Ruby Rose posted of herself in makeup. Yes, but I not saw in those. Yes, I saw those. So we haven't seen them in. You know, the, it actually doesn't say how many episodes she's even in. You know, we know no. Superman and Lois are in all three, so it would make sense that we see them in more set photos. That's right. But we actually don't know how many episodes that we're going to get of of Ruby. Right. right. That's right. Yeah. And they're shooting at the Kent farm from Smallville. Right. Oh, that feels like forever ago. I know, right? Now, rumor has it, rumor has it, that (laughs) uh, that's what this segment needs to be called. (laughs) Yeah, right. Rumor rumor has it. um, That the CW and WB are gauging how popular Superman and Lois tend to be in this crossover to potentially give them their own show based off of uh, the Super Sons uh, dynamic of yep. have Clark, Lois, and their son, Jonathan. Yep. What do you think about that? I would love it. I want it. Uh, what do I think about it as a likelihood? I try to temper my expectations um, because I want it so bad that uh, that I'd be really sad if it didn't happen. I, I, think, um, I think it'd be smart. I don't know if if it fits in this CW verse because I feel like Superman kind of needs to have his his sort of his space from some of this stuff a little bit too. But man, I'd watch the hell out of it. Yeah, I would too. I I would you know know what they could do though is like there's all these different worlds and whatever else they could easily be like we're gonna go beyond this world and sure. and do that and that does separate them out from from everybody else but a show about say like adult superheroes with children and you know and that that super family dynamic is different than what the flash and supergirl and legends of tomorrow mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. offering and arguably it's even different than what arrow is offering right now even though ollie has william right Right. It's offer- yeah, that's true. It's, offer- true. it's still kind of offering something different because this is a more of a, I don't know. Well, I mean, superpowers in the first place. It's not dealing with just a regular child. It's a child who has superpowers, and what do you do with that? It's a it's a totally different kind of show because I'd be afraid that it's robbing some of the spotlight away from other of these shows but i think a lot of these shows have their own followings they've been on for long enough that people watch the ones that they want to watch and i'm sorry to say it superman is not as popular as he used to be that's true right and so i don't think it's like a oh man it's a superman show forget about the rest of them in some ways he's kind of just like the rest of them 
So, I mean, not okay. to, maybe not yeah. to us, but to general audience. I, I hear what you mean. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I, I, I think, I think, um, this show, if it were to happen, and it's a big if, there's this is purely rumor and speculation at this point, just to be clear for anyone who, who thinks we're talking, nothing's been announced. Um, it's just there are rumors that what if they're using this appearance of Superman and Lois Lane as a sort of a backdoor pilot for a future show? Well, what if they were to do that? Crossovers do have that history. You know, the first crossover backdoored into Legends of Tomorrow, and then. Uh, really, the first crossover backdoored into the Flash. The Flash, right? First, <laughs> it was backdoored to the Flash, then into Legends of Tomorrow, then into then um, into. Well, actually, you could even think of like the Flash going on Supergirl as yep. her transition into the CW, and then the and then Batwoman's already a backdoor into uh, a potential show. Right. You know, so they could be working off of two potential new shows here. Right. Right. So so the Superman one is not is nowhere near official. No one said anything about it, but there is strong speculation and rumors flying around that that might happen. And I would very much be. I mean, it has potential to be my favorite show uh, of this bunch Mm -hmm. if it were to happen. So um, and if it was done well. So I, I await uh, optimistically and cautiously uh, to watch the crossover because it looks like it's there's going to be a lot of really fun stuff for all of us who are comic book fans. Seems like there's going to be a lot of fan service in a good way. And I look forward to it. And if a Superman show comes out of it, please, praise Rao. Please, God, yes. Anyway. Please, God, yes. I'll take Batwoman and Superman. I want them all. I just want them all, Frank. Yeah. Uh, I'm very greedy that way. Me too. So, but I'm not greedy with my time, Frank. So this is Aww. this is when it's time to say goodbye. All right. Well then, so until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>